Welcome to Rebel Health Radio, bringing the best in alternative and integrative medicine to your ears. Hi everyone, Patricia Warby, Alchemy Therapies here, and just another in my occasional series on coronavirus diaries. Now we're in 2021, now we're seeing the vaccine rollout here in the UK which has been extraordinary. Um, we've seen more people vaccinated, I think, in the last month or two than I've ever seen in my lifetime or expected to see in my lifetime. And the narrative around that is that that's creating the success story that we're seeing with numbers going down, in addition to obviously the effects of the lockdown. And there's an awful lot of pressure on people to take part in this and you know obviously everyone has to make their own decision what they're prepared to do um, but I am here to show you that the narrative we're being given isn't the whole truth in fact it's quite a distorted version of the truth and so uh, in the spirit of showing you the science here I'm basing a lot of what I'm saying on extraordinarily dedicated people who are doing a lot of the research and I will include a link to the main talk that I'm referencing here, because this is not so much my information as that of Dr. Zach Bush and his team in the US who have done, as I say, an incredible amount of research on raw data from the CDC and actually analyzing it and showing the real issues at stake here because uh, he has an incredible, a holistic view of where we are in our status as human beings on this earth at this time. And the main thing to teach you is that the real risks of COVID are not the ones we've been told in the main. Um, and it's not a random thing. And in fact, one of the main issues for most people is the lack of innate immunity. And I've spoken about this time and time again on this channel and elsewhere. I've done talks on it about the importance of innate immunity and how the current narrative with vaccines completely ignores the contribution of innate immunity. Innate immunity is the first line defense of your body and it is mainly based in your gut, but it's also in your lungs. And what's totally destroying your innate immunity at the moment is the sort of toxicity of our environment, the air we breathe, the water we drink, the soil we grow our food in, and it's destroying us on a very fundamental level, because remember, as human beings, we are not just separate from nature. We're actually part of nature. We interact with it in a very unique way via the microbes that live in and on us. Now, these are collectively called the microbiome. There's also um, a term for viruses, which is the virome, which is now considered to be distinct from the microbiome, although they also live within and on us, not being living organisms. They're just packets of genetic material they can't really legally be called part of the microbiome because that's really relating to living organisms but just being aware then that you've got an interaction with the microbial life around you and that these microbes are, are neither good nor bad they are actually just info information imparting to us via our guts, via uh, the lungs, the skin, nasal passages and so on. And there's 10 to the 33, I think, uh, viruses around you uh, in the air that you breathe. So that's, that's 10 with 33 noughts after it. 
that's an awful lot. It's more than the number of uh, stars in the sky in, in the whole universe. So um, we are a universe actually in, in action. That's what creates life. It's what gives us the adaptability and our interaction with them is very, very significant. And we are seeing through our um, inappropriate use of chemicals in the environment, a, a decimation of our microbiome and thus our innate immunity because we're not getting the, the right information at the right time. And so people's guts are in disarray. We're seeing that with a huge amount of chronic disease, not just um, things like irritable bowel, but the autoimmune diseases, which tend to initiate from that sequence of a disordered or dysbiotic gut. And then we're seeing a huge loss of the biodiversity, not just in the macro scale around us, but within, you know, the loss of diversity of our microbial flora is something that has been slowly and painstakingly delineated over the last couple of decades as we've begun to understand about them, that we are unique in our species because we are able to maintain this diversity normally if we're in balance with our environment. But that is being slowly eradicated by, as I've said, chemical toxicity. And one of the worst chemicals around at the moment, which does affect America perhaps more than the UK, but it certainly is prevalent in the whole world now, is glyphosate. And glyphosate seems to have a particularly potent effect on the microbiome, actually blocking um, the diversity. So um, we've got what we call my, a microbiome stress, which is going on. It's affecting anybody who eats conventional food, you know, conventionally grown food, which is routinely sprayed with glyphosate. Um, but particularly people with already weakened immune systems. So the young, the elderly, um, uh, when I say the young, I mean the very young, so babies and young children whose immune systems are still developing. In fact, when you're born, you don't have an innate immune system for the first few months. It develops gradually um, through breast milk and through touch and connection with mother and um, interaction with microbes around you as the immune system begins to learn and develop. And it's very distinct from the acquired immune system, which is the one that the vaccines actually um, work with. So we've got this loss of biodiversity, we've got uh, glyphosate toxicity, which is everywhere. Um, even if you eat organic food, it's it's so prevalent now in the air and the soil, it's very difficult to avoid it altogether. And um, it actually promotes vascular toxicity and inflammatory response, which makes when you get uh, the coronavirus or any coronavirus, or a respiratory virus, it actually makes it much more likely that your immune system will overreact because, as, as I've said, you've lost the balance which would normally keep that under control. Then you've got the aging population, which we all know about and which we've seen, you know, in the news because um, it does seem to have been attacking elderly people more, which makes perfect sense in a way because their immune systems are less able to fight off the, um, the virus. And but what we're not being told is that, um, you know, when you age adjust for the older population, actually the rates of excess deaths we've seen this year and last year are not as high as we've been given. So um, we've got manipulation of the data as well. We're not saying people aren't dying. And in fact, you know, there have been younger people dying as well. But the true risk factors actually are very much more complex. So you've got 
high comorbidities, if you've got asthma, um, if you've got uh, low vitamin D, which by the way, low vitamin D increases your risk fivefold. Um, if you've had any form of treatment for uh, vascular disease with ACE inhibitors or statin drugs for cholesterol, which actually increase the number of ACE receptors in your tissues. And ACE, uh, ACE receptors are the way that the virus sort of attaches to the cells and allows it to get into the cell. So if we'd have had a, a proper public health response, we'd have stopped statin drugs and ACE inhibitors while we were going through this pandemic. We'd have also limited the flu jabs as well, because it's well known that the flu jab actually increases risk. So how many people know that? Um, I'd be encouraged at the moment actually to take both, which is absolutely against the science. Um, and then fear, uh, the great fear pandemic, which I talked about right at the beginning, back in, I think it was April or May 2020. You know, we're being sold a vision of this virus out of control, here to destroy us as a, as a species, that we must fight with all the tools of technology uh, to uh, spray and destroy this virus when really that's not how viruses work. They, they can become pathogenic in a disordered, dysregulated body. And what kills people is actually the response, the over-inflammation response, which comes about because you've got an already disordered system. So we've got this burden of chronic disease, which is already here with us. It's been here with us. It sort of dovetails nicely with the um, industrialization of food and um, how people are eating, how they're living these days. You know, we're a very stressed population. And then we've got added to that, we've got the isolation as well. The isolationism, which is being promoted as the solution, is actually part of what makes us weakened. So all being um, fearful of each other, wanting to stay in our homes or being ordered to stay in our homes. And then when we do go out, um, the, the quite often ludicrous situation of having to avoid other people when there's zero, virtually zero transmission outdoors, that's been shown by the science, and wearing masks outdoors, which uh, is counterproductive actually, because it stops us absorbing oxygen. Um, there are two features here. First of all, you've got the masks themselves. Now, if you're wearing the, the disposable types, these are sprayed plastic fibers, polyethylene fibers, which are likely to uh, be inhaled uh, because they're, they're, they're only sprayed onto the sort of background mask uh, very lightly and then they come loose as you move and breathe and <clears throat> take them on and off and so on um, they get inhaled into the lungs and, and seem to be linked to um, the kind of ground glass effect that we're seeing on x-rays of people's lungs and and it's not the same as a pneumonia type lung disease it's, it's actually very distinct and we're wondering now whether um, actually masking is contributing to that certainly breathing <clears throat> your own carbon dioxide in and out all day long is not a healthy thing to do and it's it's certainly pointless outdoors so if you're going to wear a mask wear um, cloth wear something um, with natural fibers if possible um, or even you know something that covers the face but doesn't limit breathing so some sort of screen between you and the outside world if you really need one um, but certainly disposable masks are awful things uh, and they're also clogging the seas as people dispose of them 
and our waterways and creating a huge um, burden of pollution as well as being awful for our health. So, um, you know, what we really need to understand is that, that we've created this perfect storm of conditions that have delineated the pandemic by our public health responses based on overestimation of the risks and underestimation of what's really going on, the underlying factors, if you like, of a diseased population, a chronically diseased and malnourished population who are aging. And really, that's where natural medicine has a, a definitely different approach, which says we need to help people to get healthy and, and by eating well and drinking clean water and getting out and exercising and breathing clean air if possible. And of course, none of that's happening. We've been given the opposite message, stay you know, isolated, stay separate, fear each other. And it's the results are clear to see. Um, now rates are going down as they normally do in this time of year we're approaching spring in the uk and rates of respiratory illness tend to decrease now anyway we're being however kept on our toes by being told that there's a third wave coming we've seen it in europe um, and of course there is the pollution factor which will maybe drive that up as more and more people go back to work out of lockdown and we start to see more particulate matter in the air Particulate matter, um, particularly sort of diesel exhaust, what are called PM 2.5s, they also come from coal-fired uh, power stations and many other sources, seem to um, bind virus, particularly coronavirus, and allow it to be actually ported into the cells of the body. So we've got pollution, we've got a, a, a population who are basically uh, aging we've also got the uh, chronic dysfunction of the immune system and we've got um, poor nutrition and lifestyle factors as well there is so much more to this story than we're being told and thus i think we have to understand that in order to get fully informed and make rational decisions we have to get away from this narrative of fear that we're being attacked and see instead that what we're doing is actually driving this this virus to keep mutating because we are spraying with all sort of biocides. Um, people have been using quite vile, um, you know, biological cleaners, um, disinfectants um, on their hands. We are destroying soil. You know, as we know, uh, we've only got, I think it's something like 50 to 60 harvests left because we're destroying our soil capability by actually killing off the organisms that live within the soil because it's a living matrix that enable life to be sustainable on this planet. Um, so this is really all linked to the way man is living in the 21st century. And we are at a real crossroads here. We are facing maybe our own extinction, but the way we're responding to that is locking down people, terrorizing them, spraying the world, um, and carrying on as normal with this war footing that we're seeing. And I really think we need a much more nature-loving, understanding, cooperative, dare I say, feminine viewpoint that says we are part of nature, we're not separate from nature, and we really need to get humble with the little that we know about our place in this world and how much we're toying with what we don't understand, you know, by intervening in ways that we can't possibly fully comprehend when we start to change our own genetic imprints uh, as some of the uh, newer 
vaccines, they're not real vaccines, they are in fact uh, genetically engineering the human experience. So um, that's changing our biology as well. And we simply don't know the long-term effects of that right now. So um, the science is all there. Uh, this, isn't, this isn't talking conspiracy, this is the way it is. Um, and we need to get real, we need to get rational, and also we need to get loving and considerate of our place on this planet. I'm gonna post the links to the various talks that this is based on, uh, because I'm not presenting the data here because it's already been done. I'm just giving you a gentle overview of what's actually going on. And as always, sending love to all of you, whether you agree or disagree with my viewpoint, it's okay. I still reserve the right to be able to speak and hope that you reserve the right to listen with an open heart and an open mind. Take care, everyone. Bye for now. Hey, hope you enjoyed listening to Rebel Health Radio. Do subscribe and look forward to catching you soon.